Havila Cunnington, and this is Havila's Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. You know, this podcast was created by Truth to Table so I could have a place to share my heart, biblical truth, simple lifestyle leadership, as well as just connect with my table community, my table tribe. So I hope that you'll spend a few minutes with me as we jump in to whatever God has put on my heart this week. And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. Uh, But this week, I want to talk to you about what else is in your yard. And I want to remind you of a few things. And that is, the first scripture I want to take you to is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, talks about how um, things, we can do anything we really want, but they're not always beneficial. And what it says is this, all things are legitimate, which the Amplified Version says they're permissible, and we are free to do anything we please, which is is often true in, in our journey with Christ. You know, he doesn't control us. He's not, don't, don't do this and do this. And he has, he has standards that he says, listen, if you want to live a healthy and happy and whole life, this is the best way to do it. But there are certain things as well that they're, they're kind of up to you. There's no real spiritual no scripture that says you cannot and you can and you cannot and you can. He leaves it up to us. And what he wants us to do is begin to be an expert in walking with the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice and listening to what he's saying. And he really wants relationship more than rules. And so that's what's pivotal and critical in our lives. It says this, but not all things are helpful, expedient, profitable, and wholesome. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to your spiritual life. This is critical because some of us will go, well, I'm, I, I'm allowed to do that and I can do this and I can act like this and I can say this. And you know what? You're right. You can do all of that. Will you make it to heaven? Absolutely. Will God remove his spirit from you? No, you'll be fine. But if you really want to be a leader, if you really want to grow, if you really want to help people, if you really want to have a wholesome spiritual life, there are some things you're going to have to say no to, not because it's a biblical word or a sentence, but because you know what is good for you and what is bad for you. And you go, I, I just can't. I, some of you will go like, I, even when you eat things, you'll go, I don't eat sugar. And people are like, why? I don't have caffeine. Why? Because you've learned your body. You've learned who you are and you know how you function apart from it. And we don't judge that. We're like, oh, that's who you are. And then somebody else has some sugar and we don't judge that either because that's how they've chosen to function. So it's the same in our spiritual lives. It's not to bring judgment on others. It's just to be able to, to steward our lives really well. I hope that makes sense. Okay. So here's what I want to show you is doing everything. Um, we can do a lot of things, but we, we're not necessarily called to do all things. And we will end up being bankrupt emotionally and spiritually and physically if we just do everything in front of us. And so if we try to do all things, it will eventually hurt us. And I know that. I had ulcers at 23. I had postpartum depression at 29 and 31 and 35. So I am very aware um, that my I don't have a lot of internal limits and I have to actually study myself and have some really good community around me for me to listen to those limits and go, okay, this is what I'm able to do and what I'm not able to do. Uh, Proverbs 25, 28 says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Now, Part of caring for ourselves really well is believing ourselves when we say yes and no. And I don't have time to talk all about this, but having internal boundaries is a place where we should be able to tell ourselves no and we listen to it. 
And what I find a lot of times is um, the more that we listen to the Holy Spirit and we actually follow through with what God's asked us to do, we begin to belong to ourselves and we begin to grow confidence. The only way to grow confidence is to actually do what you said you would do and be what you said you are. And that's that's critical to self-care. And so when it comes to our um, yard and our environment, there's two other areas that God really holds us responsible for. And that first one was feelings, but the second one is our attitudes. Your attitudes are your personal spiritual responsibility. And you may not even know which ones you have, and that's okay. You might not even realize that. But I wanna give you some insight into your attitudes so you can begin to steward them in a way that you feel empowered to do that. First of all, your attitudes come from your core values and your belief systems. So attitudes aren't just something that we feel about life. It's something that we think about life. It's what we believe about life. And some of us grew up in homes where there was an attitude about certain types of people or certain types of education or religious beliefs. And we, we've, we've adopted those and that's become us, but it's really grounded in a belief system and a core value that we've been around. Others of us, um, you know, we've never really checked certain attitudes. We have kind of propensities in our own attitudes or we are maybe more pessimistic or we're more critical or whatever it is and we just have an attitude that kind of goes along with that. And so what you wanna do is, as you begin to surrender your whole life to Christ, you wanna take your attitudes and you wanna say, okay, is this biblical? Does this attitude line up with Christ? Like if I'm everything is bad and negative and I'm never gonna get there, but I serve a God that says all things are possible and he came to give us hope and life, then I'm not really, that attitude is not in line with my biblical belief. Does that make sense? Some of us might go, well, I feel like I'm I'm too old and that I'm, I don't have a, a, a possibility and I can't go, I have no purpose. And then the Bible says, oh no, no, you, Christ came to give you a hope and a future and the old men dream dreams and the young men have visions and that's all part of this, the, the program. So that's a biblical belief. So what we have to do is begin to attack our worldly belief, our self-belief, our family belief, our culture belief, and start to get the word in us so we can begin to in a way, begin to change our belief systems. And that takes time, that's not just overnight. Sometimes it is, but often we have to go after it and acknowledge, oh my goodness, this has been a part of my family. This is the way my mom has always believed. This is the way my church leadership has always believed. And I don't know if that's how I wanna, I wanna think about life or believe about life, and I'm not sure it even lines up biblically with what I want in my life. So you really have to go after that. Someone says to you, "Get be happy. Can you just be happy? How long does that last? Like." five minutes, 10 minutes. But when we actually begin to go after our core belief like gratitude and joy and peace and the fruits of the Spirit, which means us hanging out with the Holy Spirit begins to develop um, character and qualities and belief systems that we would not normally have outside of Him, all of a sudden we begin to have this rich fruit around us and we have self-control and kindness and joy and hope and all these things that are it's really, it's really the Holy Spirit rubbing off on us. So your attitudes are in your yard and no one is responsible for that. Not your job, not your economic situation, not your weight situation or your marital status or your kid status, whatever it is. Those are all circumstances, but your attitude is within your control and it's within your yard and you are responsible to honor the Lord with your attitude. Lastly is this, when you have feelings about things and you have attitudes and choices about things or attitudes and, feel and thought processes about things, then you have choices. And your choices are in your yard. You are fully responsible for the choices that you've made. 
I, some of us, that is like the worst thing we've heard all day. <laughs> Cause we're like, no, don't tell me that this marriage was my choice. Don't tell me this kid was my choice. Don't tell me. And, and oftentimes what will happen is we, we assume that if we dismiss the responsibility for the choice, it will become less painful. But what we don't understand is the moment we take responsibility for the choice is the moment we get our power back. Like, okay, I chose this person in my, to marry. I chose to have a baby. I chose to be in a relationship. I chose to take this job. I chose whatever it is. And whether it's painful or it's hopeful, it doesn't matter. If we take responsibility for that, then we can go from there. Every time we give away our choices, we give away our power. And the moment we give away our power, then we're waiting for someone else to participate. And the way that I like to say it is this, Christ came to give you an abundant life and he wants you to be able to live that abundant life without anyone else participating. That's the critical part to us being whole. That's the critical part from us being at pits of pain in childhood. And we make that choice to grow up and to be healed and to forgive. And we begin to climb out of that pit. Then we get to care for our lives. And part of caring for our yard is understanding that our choices are, they were our choices, but we get to make every single choice from here on out and we get our power back. So how do we get back to our power from pain? I wanna remind you of this. Part of climbing out of pits of pain can be overwhelming, but you're called to be an overcomer. Part of life gives us pain, but you're called to dream again. Some of us get stuck in places of being paralyzed by pain, but God wants to come and revive your heart, revive your thought process, so you can begin to grow in Him again and live this abundant life He came to give you. Some of us, we haven't offered forgiveness to others, or really ourselves, and what happens is the moment we forgive, hope gives birth again and we begin to have hope again. And then lastly, we need to care for our own yard, our own responsibility. And I like to say, if you steward your yard really well, your feelings, attitudes, and choices, you'll have very little time for anything else. You won't be gossiping and you won't be worried about so-and-so's life because it's your yard, it's your care. And the truth is, you're not powerful over anybody else's yards. Unless they're your kids, they're not in your yard. And if they're adults, they're not in your yard. And so remember that, that, that your yard is your responsibility. Now, if you have someone in your world that wants to take responsibility for your yard, you're gonna have to wean them from being able to say that. But I want you to actually look at what God has done. And then I want you to understand that if you steward attitudes, choices, and feelings, you get back to dreaming again and the possibilities because all of a sudden things begin to be manageable again. Things begin to be, well, tangible again. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God was trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time.